Well, hello everyone. This is Paul and I have a guest with me today, Boris Rensky from Marantis, and he's involved with the OpenStack Foundation. Boris, maybe you could introduce yourself with a little bit more detail and what your role is at Marantis and on the OpenStack board and tell us a little bit about what Marantis does as well. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. I am a co-founder and a chief marketing officer for Marantis. And for those that are not familiar with Marantis, we actually are one of the um, largest systems integrators for OpenStack Cloud. We have uh, over 60 consultants in the company uh, that are exclusively dedicated to uh, doing OpenStack projects. And uh, we've been quite hands-on involved with the community pretty much since it was originally established. Since then, we have done probably close to 30 OpenStack-focused projects, ranging from just vanilla deployments and uh, all the way to uh, kind of a spot integration project where we've helped some of the application infrastructure vendors intelligently integrate their solutions with some components of OpenStack. It sounds like you said 30 OpenStack projects that you've been involved in. I wonder if you could give us some more insight into that. I don't know if you want to first break it down into the different segments. You know, are you seeing, are a lot of those within the service provider segment or enterprise? And then, you know, maybe give us some thoughts as to how those projects look within each of those segments. Yes, of course. There's a service provider bucket. There is a, um, an infrastructure vendor bucket, so to speak. And uh, then there's the enterprise bucket. I wonder if you could give any examples, sort of like a high-level case study, if you will, that cover any of these categories. Yeah, I can describe examples, and I'm probably uh, I'm comfortable even naming names for each one of these buckets. Starting with infrastructure vendors, one of the uh, early projects that we've done was uh, to collaborate with uh, Nexenta, which is an open-source storage appliance company. Basically, they make you know an open-source version of what NetApp is making. We built uh, a driver for them to uh, basically enable to provision uh, virtual machine volumes from uh, an extent-based storage appliances. When it comes to service provider space, so the uh, fairly popular one and probably one of the louder ones is the InterNAP. We work together with our good partner, Cloud Scaling, on, on that one. A lot of our work was uh, focused around helping them build via the Compute Cloud. They were the first service provider to launch via OpenStack-based public Compute Cloud. And we were the guys that uh, worked together with them to uh, make that happen. So that's very much, you know, squarely into the service provider bucket. WebEx uh, is a good example of the uh, software as a service bucket. WebEx is actually uh, the second largest SaaS company. The uh, motivation there was, you know, just like I described, basically they uh, had a diverse pool of different, uh, you know, orchestration slash virtualization technologies that uh, they were using for um, a lot of the uh, core WebEx services. They wanted to standardize on uh, something that is open and common, and uh, they, they picked OpenStack and, you know, we've, we've helped them um, deliver on that. And when it comes to the enterprise client gap, like I said, uh, is an excellent example that uh, we're comfortable talking about. What those folks basically doing is they, they again, uh, have, a, you know, different virtualization orchestration technologies in-house. The uh, vision that they're pursuing is that, you know, a lot of the core things, a lot of the things that are extremely mission critical will probably uh, remain untouched at this point, and uh, they'll, they'll stay on VMware. But, uh, you know, probably, you know, to the tune of 60 to 80% of their workloads is something that they consider non-mission critical, and uh, they need infrastructure underneath, elastic infrastructure underneath to uh, support that, and uh, they chose to, uh, uh, you know, opt in and then use OpenStack as a solution for that. 
and uh, they'll actually be talking publicly about it in the upcoming month. It's really nice to hear these specific examples in all these different segments. What are your thoughts about OpenStack moving forward in terms of market success? I mean, you know, a while back it was sort of, you know, all the vendors piled into OpenStack and, and everybody got got behind it and there was tons of, you know, noise and excitement. But now there's been some real progress and, and real customers deploying, again, across all these different segments. What do you see going forward, especially as there's the potential for things like competing threads or branches on the, on the source code tree? You know, how do you see this working out longer term? It's a good question. I guess there are a few questions here. Um, that, that have been coupled together. So the first one is the, the question of the ultimate success of the community and whether or not something that, that will uh, become, uh, you know, an important kind of a force and um, or rather remain an important um, open source movement. My, you know, highly subjective and probably biased opinion on that matter is that uh, definitely yes. I know that uh, there is a lot of rumors about uh, OpenStack being a lot of hype and nothing really being uh, underneath. Earlier on, if you were to uh, look back maybe a year and a half ago, there's probably a lot of truth to it. I mean, there's definitely more hype than substance. But, uh, you know, hype has a tendency to uh, translate into substance. And it's particularly true when it comes to the uh, open source projects because the strength behind any open source project is uh, the community. The community that's comprised of developers and corporate contributors and sponsors. And the bigger the community, the more diverse it is, the more people contributing code and money, the more it becomes kind of a dominant force and the standard. So at this point, we're seeing a lot of that, uh, you know, what, what one would refer to as just pure hype two years ago. That hype is uh, basically, you know, translating into real customer adoption. You know, if you just compare OpenStack momentum from the standpoint of the size of community, and just, you know, the, the amount of, uh, of press coverage that it gets, it's definitely by far the most popular open source, you know, infrastructure as a service community, so to speak, which means that it's destined to succeed, in my opinion. It's maybe, you know, a little bit short-sighted, I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much a done deal. OpenStack has won the, uh, you know, open cloud wars. As far as the problems that uh, lay ahead to the tune of fragmentation, there are some concerns about that. Moreover, you know, there's different theories. There's theories that uh, fragmentation could happen specifically around disagreements in the community about the APIs. So, you know, the uh, uh, OpenStack has its own API set of APIs that are derived from uh, from Rackspace's APIs. And the, the most dominant cloud API right now is Amazon API. And uh, I'm sure we'll see more kind of uh, open APIs emerging in the near term. So some argue that community might be a little bit over-endorsing as far as the uh, OpenStack native APIs are concerned. And some will just kind of fragment it and say will be the uh, OpenStack version that uh, provides best support for EC2 APIs. I think that while there is some truth to it, I don't think that uh, any, any of that stuff is really serious enough to actually fragment the community. I think that uh, what we'll see is, you know, more and more kind of a Linux model, not not the Unix model. So there'll be just, uh, you know, OpenStack trunk is kind of a, a very central component still to everything that's happening in the OpenStack community. Most of the development is happening in the open. Most of the stuff that are people doing gets submitted back to the trunk. And at this point, the culture is such that basically, uh, and the momentum of the uh, community is such that uh, it's, it's very hard for anybody to just take and, uh, you know, fork the uh, OpenStack trunk and 
make its own kind of a parallel community. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of distributions emerging, and there's a lot of them emerging already. But uh, ultimately, all of them are going to be very closely tied to the trunk, much like, uh, you know, most of the Linux distributions are very much tied to the Linux kernel. And, uh, you know, we won't see this is kind of a fragmentation like, you know, we had in, uh, back, back, back in the Unix days. Um, I think that just simply the, the open stack is kind of past that threshold where there is, you know, the combination of the culture uh, of submitting everything back to the trunk and uh, the fact that... Uh, it's uh, not not that easy to fork and uh, you know make it you know, anything that value add beyond that. So I, I think I think we'll see much like uh, it, it will mimic a lot of the uh, Linux model. I think as far as the, the community model is concerned. And then moving on to sort of the OpenStack Foundation itself and the dynamics of that organization, it sounds like there's something like 24 board members now. So the question is, how effective are the board meetings and and how do things work? You've also got a number of big corporate sponsors. So how do you feel all that's working out? It's working out surprisingly well, I would say. Naturally, the uh, 24-person board is... uh, something that potentially um, affects the uh, foundation's ability to uh, quickly make decisions, and uh, I understand the common concerns around there. But uh, in reality, I think that so far we've been extremely effective as a board. A lot of the decisions are actually made not during the board meetings, but uh, even before uh, the board meetings are ever conducted by uh, different board members, basically kind of uh, collaborating and researching the different topics. And uh, despite such a large diversity of uh, uh, kind of uh, vendors with different agendas being represented on the board, I think that everybody on the board is very much interested in the future and the success of the OpenStack project and the foundation. And the board meetings have been structured in an extremely productive way. We're able to uh, make, uh, you know, a lot of decisions, particularly given there's, uh, you know, 24 people on the board, a lot of decisions we're able to make in, uh, in a very short period of time. A lot of the meetings actually, you know, I see just in, in internal company meetings that, that we have, uh, you know, with just, you know, four or five people uh, frequently less productive than, than the board meetings that we have. So at this point, I've been extremely pleasantly surprised by the way the uh, board meetings went and that how productive they were, given the board size. I know there was a bit of controversy recently when VMware was being considered and then finally accepted onto the onto the board, I guess, as well as uh, b- becoming a member of OpenStack. What was your perspective on that? As uh, you probably have heard, I was actually um, one of the two people on the board um, and then really the only uh, corporate sponsor that uh, was against VMware joining. Unfortunately, only I had uh, the opportunity to uh, share my perspective with uh, Jesse, Jesse Andrews, uh, who, who is the other person that uh, actually voted against, was uh, never, never shared his. Um, I would be interested to hear uh, whether or not he agrees with my logic. But in general, I, yes, I, I, I was against it. I think that uh, it's probably kind of a, a bit of a weak move on uh, behalf of, uh, you know, the, the you know, community. And, and I'm just speaking for myself, naturally, you know, uh, communities comprised of, uh, you know, a lot of contributors on the board. But I, from my subjective standpoint, think that it was a mistake. The reason for it is because, uh, I mean, in a nutshell, VMware is a, is a very aggressive competitor to uh, OpenStack. There is definitely an argument to be made that they're in slightly different space that uh, VMware is more about the data center automation, whereas uh, OpenStack is more about kind of clouds and greenfield applications. But ultimately, 
look at, uh, you know, uh, the typical enterprise client, such as uh, Gap, for instance, and, uh, you know, a lot of the other ones that we've ever dealt with, they see OpenStack as a, um, as a substitute to VMware. So I have VMware, I have my proprietary stuff on VMware, and then, you know, there's the OpenCamp, and the OpenCamp goes, uh, you know, after OpenStack. And there's a lot of actual functionality interlap, and uh, VMware on top of that has a history of uh, kind of, uh, you know, lightly disparaging OpenStack projects, calling it immature and such in public um, and uh, in the press. And now them joining it is kind of, you know, it makes makes it unclear what OpenStack is and what the goals are. Why is VMware that's really competing uh, directly with it? It's the gold sponsor. Why, for instance, you know, Microsoft and Citrix and Amazon are not a gold sponsor for that exact reason. And we had this whole scandal of uh, uh, kind of a Citrix and CloudStack and them departing because CloudStack is competitive to OpenStack, but VMware that is just as competitive to OpenStack is now a gold, gold member. So it kind of dilutes the, uh, I guess, the, uh, the, the high-level goals and the values that the community has in front of it in the eyes of the uh, enterprise buyer. And, uh, you know, the, the common question is that, uh, you know, if uh, uh, VMware is part of OpenStack and then kind of OpenStack is this mush of everybody in there, and if it's not really kind of a competitor to uh, uh, VMware, then, then what is it? And then what's really this community? What is what is the value of the OpenStack community? What values, the system of values does it have? What does it believe in? So I I, I voted negative. Um, most of the uh, board members disagreed with me, but, you know, that's, that's life. Well, it sounds like there are a lot of points that you raised there, and it's going to take some time to let things play out and see how it really turns out. So definitely thanks for sharing your perspective on that. I know it's a complex one. And also, Boris, I wanted to just thank you for taking the time to join me today and sharing all your great information on OpenStack and these market segments and kind of the adoption and what's going on with the OpenStack Foundation. So thanks again, Boris, for joining us. Thank you very much, Paul. I enjoyed it. 